Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. We are back another day, my friends, for us to talk politics over a cup of coffee. And I hope you have one and you sit down because we're going to get at it right now. Yes, I am your intrepid, benevolent dictator talk show host, Jeff Krupp. It is a um, marvelous privilege to, and I do mean that from the bottom of my heart, it is an absolute privilege to be behind this microphone, have conversations with you that matter about your life, about my life, our life. As free Americans living in a somewhat free country. Um, Lots of things to talk about. By the way, uh, I hope you're not anywhere near the Portland airport uh, this afternoon as um, Joe Biden flies in. He's I guess he's going to be confined to the, the air base and then they're going to go over uh, on Marine Drive. Uh, and the, the, the big question today, it's an Oregon watchdog dot com story is uh, will he announce the new Oregon Washington Bridge? It's an Oregon Catalyst story, and it's all about throwing tons of money. Now, I was involved in the fight to stop the previous incredibly $5 billion bridge. It only cost about $700 million to build the bridge. The rest of it is fluff, and it is uh, light rail, and it is interchanges that have to be fixed, and so on and so forth, they would just be much better off to take all of that money. Because that that interstate bridge, by the way, is just fine. I know. Because I talked to a couple of members of the ODOT bridge crew a long time ago that are charged with taking care of it, and that's exactly what they said. It'll last a long time. Anyway, um, They just ought to take all of that money and just build another bridge, a third bridge. But we wouldn't want to introduce any new capacity. Now, would we in Portland? No, because they want to restrict capacity because they want you to be miserable sitting in your car. Because then maybe you won't take the car and you won't burn those awful fossil fuels. But if you have to, you might just have to take an electric car. By the way, speaking of electrics... Uh, Tesla had is just exploding in overnight trading. They had their earnings out, and despite having their Shanghai facility shut down because of COVID and supply chain stuff, genius Elon, and he is, folks, figured out a way around it. Their net profit is up 81%. Huge, huge revenues. And good forecast for the future. Now, this is the guy who wants to buy Twitter, by the way, and restore free speech. Now, don't get your hopes up. Elon Musk is still a liberal. But I can find common ground with liberals who um, agree with us, those of us who are conservatives and people of faith, agree with us on liberty. Can't you? If you can't, you should. It's all part of human interaction, and it's what we try to do here in, in all seriousness. 
This show is about talking about the political issues of the day, hopefully in a manner that helps you have meaningful, persuasive conversations with other people that are persuadable in your world. Because that's how we get around the bias, social, mainstream media and the censorship. Anyway, Joe Biden's going to be in town, so I think you just want to kind of not be anywhere (laughs) near that. Uh, Clackamas County judge has ruled, this is a uh, a Nigel Jaquist story in Willamette Week, that the waters of Lake Oswego or Oswego Lake should be publicly accessible for recreation. Well, that's going to be interesting. I wouldn't want, um, in all seriousness, if you were a homeowner, now, basically, people can walk across your par- property. I mean, that that's kind of what this boils down to. There is also another story by Nigel uh, that has a personal relationship to me and maybe some of you in the audience who remember Joe Gilliam. We talked about his, his poisoning. Uh, he has been poisoned. He's now in a vegetative state. Joe was a very fierce um, lobbyist from the entire time that I entered the Oregon House of Representatives in 1999 until I left and many years afterwards. A very fierce lobbyist. Primarily a, you know, a, a business-oriented lobbyist, friendly to more Republicans than Democrats, but still had some Democrat friends in the legislature to be sure. Anyway, somebody poisoned him. And this this brilliant guy, this fierce competitor is just lying in a true vegetative state. It is a a serious, seriously sad story. Now, somebody needs to be held accountable for whoever tried to kill him. They poisoned him not once, but twice. Anyway, there's a story about that. It isn't necessarily relevant to what we're talking about today, uh, necessarily, but important that you're aware of it. Now, Bob Tiernan's got a new TV ad, and this is on TheOregonCatalyst.com. You can check it out if you go to OregonWatchdog.com. It's all about his crackdown on crime. He's the guy who is the chief petitioner of Measure 11, the mandatory minimum sentencing measure. From the moment that Measure 11 got passed and judges no longer had the discretion to give a murderer a very light sentence or a rapist a very light sentence and have them back out on the streets in a matter of just a few short years. This measure from that moment that compelled judges to have to comply with the law, imagine that. From that moment, the crime rate in Oregon dramatically declined. Oh, and the left says, no, that's not true. It was declining all across the country. Yeah, it was, but not at the rate it was in Oregon, not at the rate in Oregon actually declined. And it didn't, by the way, fill up our prisons. It put the bad guys away for a long time. They kept them out of your backyard, out of stealing your catalytic converter, out of robbing your house where you're done, kicking your door in, assaulting you and your family. It kept the bad guys in jail and it made our streets a lot safer now today because of other things we see a resurgence in crime 
And we see Kate Brown, of course, going around Measure 11 because the legislature and Tina Kotak let her do it. Going around Measure 11 and turning these teenage murderers and rapists and assaulters, gangbangers, loose early. That doesn't keep us safer. And what happens? Oh, yeah, there's been very little recidivism. Recidivism. Say it right, I promise you. More coffee. Uh, not true. The article that we talked about about a month ago only covered a small per- percentage of the, what is it, the 1,300 or 1,400 violent criminals Kate Brown cut loose early that are on the streets today. Only looked at less than 300 of them. And of those, only 18% committed crimes that we know of. Only. Those are the ones that were arrested, rearrested. Anyway, Bob Tiernan, it's a great ad, and you can see it. I will have a link to it. Uh, It is a, this is the preeminent winning issue in the governorship. And frankly, I think in in any race, whether it's the congressional races, certainly the legislative races, being tough on crime, cracking down on it. And he talks about how he's going to do it. Now, this is important because right now, so many candidates are out asking for our votes. And in fact, tomorrow, uh, I understand we will have the district attorney of Marion County, Paige Clarkson, joining us to talk about why she's running for re-election. We also will have her opponent uh, next week joining us. Uh, we're reaching out to them. We want to give people a, a forum by which they can talk about why they are asking for your vote and what they're going to do. And do they have any concrete plans? And it doesn't matter whether it's dealing with school boards Um, dealing with critical race theory training, whether it's dealing with Kate Brown or any other governor usurping their constitutional authority because a hand-picked Oregon Supreme Court said she could in a convoluted ruling that locks us down, forces us to have to take vaccines or other things. At any rate, folks, when people are asking for your vote, you need to ask them, what are your concrete plans to do X? Now, it also needs to be relevant. And, and, I, and I mean this in all seriousness. you got to make it relevant. This friend of mine is running for county commissioner that I go to church with in Harrisburg. He's running for county commissioner in Lane County. He was asked in a setup question in a forum what he's going to do about education. County commissioners have virtually nothing to do with education. Nothing. So ask a relevant question. If someone is running for a school board, ask them that question. If they're running for the legislature, ask them that question. If they're a governor's candidate, ask them that question. Because they all have something to do with it. Don't ask the district attorney the question because the DA doesn't have anything to do with education policy. Now, the DA may have something to do with prosecuting parents who stand up and voice their displeasure at a school board meeting or not that's a relevant question but not about policy so my advice to you 
hold the feet to the fire of anyone who's asked. And I don't care if it's, it could be fireboard, could be waterboard. It doesn't matter. No, not waterboarding, a water district board. <laughs> hold their feet to the fire. Ask them the tough questions. Do it respectfully. Don't let anybody get away with avoiding the tough questions. Because right now, the local elections, I'm telling you, this is where the battle for the soul of this country is. All across the country. It's in the school boards. It's in the city councils. The implementation of the radical leftist agenda is permeating from the top of Kate Brown right down through every state agency, through the bureaucracies. Many of you are great state employees who listen to this show. And you've had to put up with this, and you don't like it. I know, because you communicate that with me. And I thank you for doing it. Friends, hold their feet to the fire, all of them, no matter who they are. Now, by the way, um, what do you think of all of these pilots, including airline pilots, that are apparently having heart attacks because of the shot? That's interesting. Is it true? And also, yeah, truth or fiction. We'll get to that in a moment. Oh, and it involved talk show hosts here in Oregon. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. Pfeiffer Roofing can keep you dry in your home if you are not. <laughs> it's serious. Um you know, we've got a lot of rain. We've had a bunch of rain. It's been stormy, and it's going to keep up, apparently, which is okay with me uh, as a farmer because we need it. We need the snow in the mountains. It's all good. And it's spring. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine. I, just a little bit of a side note here, friends, but I, I got to share this with you. I was talking with a friend of mine last night at dinner, and he, he said, look, these are the springs we used to have, the ones that we're used to. It was wet. It was cool. It didn't warm up in Oregon until you got into you know late May, early June, and in July. So maybe we're going back to a different type of climate change. Not necessarily global warming. Anyway, Pfeiffer Roofing, folks, can keep your home dry, or your business for that matter, and they do all kinds of roof replacement. In fact, you'll see that if you go to their website, PfeifferRoofing.com. It's P-F-E-I-F-E-R, roofing.com. They're a second-generation family-owned company. They've been operating here out of the Mid-Valley since 1978. They do all kinds of roof replacement, and they clean up after themselves. They do roof repair. They do roof cleaning. They do gutter systems. They, they have this great product called RoofMax. You've heard me talk about it. It's a soybean-based product that gets sprayed on your asphalt shingle roof. 
and it gives it new life. It gives it life for a number of years. It's got a five-year guarantee. You can see all of this if you go to their website. Or you know what? All you need to do is just give them a call. And they'll come out and give you a free estimate of whatever it takes to make your roof better. 503-647-4725. Uh, 647-4725. So I, I got an interesting email. Uh, don't know who this is from, but said, Morning, Jeff. Looks like you and or Lars are both famous. You radio hosts just can't be trusted, I guess. <laughs> uh, so what is he referring to? Or she? I, I don't know who this person is, but what are they referring to? Well, they're referring to apparently there is this um, in the voters pamphlet, because there's a screenshot of it here, at OregonVotes.gov slash integrity. It says, don't be fooled. Get the facts to find accurate information about elections and elections administration in Oregon, visit OregonVotes.gov slash integrity. And the first one is, would you give someone going door to door your ballot to put in a drop box for you? Says it's not safe. In 2018, 97 people did this and had their vote not count because the ballot was turned in after election day. Don't be fooled. Yeah, you know who does this the most? The unions, the government worker unions here in Oregon. That's who does it the most. So maybe, and this comes from the Secretary of State, by the way. So maybe the Secretary of State, Shamia Fagan, who was funded largely by unions, maybe she ought to propose restricting what the unions do. Yeah, there'll be snow in Hades first before that happens. Here's the next one. This is the one referring to about Lars and I being famous, and for that matter, Bill Meyer. Here's, here's what they say. Would you believe a talk radio personality who says your political party is changed when you go to DMV? Not true, it says. The political party you are registered with never changes because of a DMV transaction. If you're all not, if you're already not registered, you will be registered as non-affiliated. Don't be fooled. Have I ever said, and I very seriously doubt if Lars, because I know him very well, he's a, been a longtime personal friend. <laughs> Have I ever said, or Lars ever said, that your political party is changed when you go to the DMV? This is a straw man argument. It is another false leftist attack. That is simply not true. This is a lie. We don't say that your registration is changed when you go to the DMV. In fact, most people who claim that after a DMV visit, if you go back and it is investigated, simply isn't true. It got changed other, if it got changed, it got changed by other means, but not by going to the DMV. Now, if you know of a, by the way, if you know of a circumstance where that has happened, let me know. I'd like to talk to those people. Here's the other one. Would you believe a story that Oregon motor voter is automatically registering non-citizens to vote when they get a driver's license? Not true. Only individuals, they write, who show proof of citizenship at DMV are eligible to be automatically registered to vote under Oregon Motor Voter. Here's the caveat. 
it says here only individuals who show proof of citizenship at DMV are eligible. Do you know what proof of citizenship is in Oregon? It isn't whether you're a, an American under the U.S. Constitution. It is, are you a resident of Oregon? You see, they're parsing words here, and this is absolutely a, um, well, it just, it just tells you the mentality of the Secretary of State. Because you see, this Secretary of State is using words that literally are not true. Because if you look at the law and you look at what can be presented as proof of citizenship, only residency folks could be your utility bill, be a rental. That would be all proof of Are not being registered to vote? We don't know because the legislature keeps passing laws to not let us know. Did you know that? Yeah, don't be fooled by anything Jamia Fagan puts out. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us this day. Political Coffee is the name of this show. Got to remind you, friends. And by the way, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Speaking of ballot harvesting, 503-589-1220, emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. It's a gateway pundit story about independent investigations in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin show that 7% of ballots dropped in drop boxes in 2020 election were illegally harvested. It's legal to do it in Oregon. But it isn't in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. 7% of all ballots dropped in drop boxes in the 2020 election, and it was a lot, folks. Millions were illegally harvested. How many did it take to pick up those ballots? Take them home, like the activist said in the interview in New Jersey. Take them home, steam the ballot open pull out the ballot card as this activist in this interview, anonymously, of course, talked about, and replace it with a different ballot with different results. How many of those would it take in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin to turn the election? Not many, because those were pretty close, weren't they? So bad that in Wisconsin, as we talked about, the former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice looked at all of this and said there's a lot of anomalies. Those those rest homes that had 100 percent plus voting, which they've never had before. 
and a lot of other things, including drop boxes and anomalies there. The Supreme Court justice said that the election in Wisconsin should be decertified. Now, by the way, that brings me to the weekend broadcast that starts tomorrow evening that I'll be doing along with Josh Michaels at the Republican Dorchester Conference. Starts tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock. We'll be coming on air. And at 7.15, the 5th Congressional District debate begins. And then Saturday, we'll bring you the 6th Congressional debate, which starts at 9.50. And then that evening, we will bring you also live the gubernatorial debate and that'll be at uh, 7:20 in the evening Saturday evening. In and out of those time frames uh, Josh and I'll be bringing you interviews with people who are there but also the election integrity summit happens Saturday it's 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and the speakers are Joel Oldman, Vance Day. They're going to talk about observing elections, Oregon's new late voting laws, which basically allows for the voting month instead of election day. Record requests, Zuckerbucks effects, canvassing, including these drop boxes. All of that is going to be discussed at this Election Integrity Summit. All of this is happening at the Dorchester Conference. Go to dorchester.org, check it out. It's at the Mount Hood Resort up in Welch's. Starts tomorrow evening, so you want to listen tomorrow evening if you're interested in the 5th Congressional District debate. Carry it live. Saturday morning, again at 9.50, will be the 6th Congressional Republican debate. And then in the evening, the governor's debate at 7.20. All of that is happening this weekend. It's a special broadcast. I'll be up there the entire weekend, so please make it a point to listen tomorrow evening starting about 7 o'clock, and then Saturday morning, around 9.30 or so, and then Saturday evening. And if you're going to come to the Election Integrity Summit, bring your own lunch, okay, because they, they don't have it there. All right, uh, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Let's go to Jim. Jim, good morning. What's your thoughts today? You talked about my... Uh, First issue, I'm a truck driver in right there in Wilsonville. The road's wide enough for four lanes to leave and go down to like Woodburn. Breaks up right at the rest area. But every day I got to sit there for 20 minutes to ride the road. But then they, then they rub your nose in it and you're going to put a bus lane in because it's obvious four lanes can leave through there. And then, then right there where the big merge is on, they put in this huge area where four cars can line up and all the people are sitting there waiting to get on to a crowded road for no reason. It's going to the bars on that. So it's just really irritating. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, that observation that you live with every day uh, is one that um, I hear from other truck drivers that are fun- friends of mine. And frankly, every time I drive up uh, 205 or 405, especially 205, there is so much room to increase the capacity especially in some of the bottlenecks, like that Stafford Road exit and places like that. 
this should be taken care of by increasing capacity, but that is not what the left wants. They want guys like you and me to suffer, even though you're delivering goods that they buy. It doesn't matter to them. They want us to suffer in traffic. That's right. I had another comment about I'm a preacher, too, you know, and I'm a volunteer preacher. Everybody in our congregation that was registered all got a, you know, voter, on a voter, uh, MLN, so they call vote. They never, they never registered for it. What's that about? <laughs> well, look, voter registration is supposed to be confirmed by your county clerks. That, that was, in fact, I got a voter registration form because every uh, under this new redistricting scheme, the county clerks are supposed to be sending out to every registered voter their party registration and the district they are now voting in, which for a lot of people has changed. It did for me. It changed for me, both the Senate and the House district. My county clerk, Jim, sent me the registration ballot or the registration postcard is what it amounts to. And everything was accurate on it, including my party registration. Now, I haven't been to DMV. I, I have to go soon. But I really don't think DMV is, in fact, changing people's voter registration. If you know of somebody, though, any of you in the listening audience, who has had it after a visit, let me know. I'd like to look into it. I actually got one of one, one of our members. I actually helped. He never, he can't meet a right. He's never been registered. The reason why I kept it is because he got a ballot out of the blue. And that's what I'm talking about. All these people got ballots last year. During the election, they never registered. They all got their ballots. But I work with them. They tell them don't read. They, they're drug addicts. But anyway, I kept it. I just didn't have time to go down and, to the uh, office and talk to them about it, bring them with me. But... I don't, I'm scared of the camera. I'm like, I'll let you go. Thank you, Jim. Be safe out there, and I appreciate the live report from being on the road. You're absolutely right. There's all kinds of opportunity to expand capacity on our roadways, especially around the Portland metro area, and they won't do it because it is, it is the religious fervor. They believe they're saving the planet. They ain't. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Uh, let's go to Bill. Bill, good morning. Hey, Jeff. I hope you can hear me. Uh, it's breaking up. I can. Yes. Okay. Um, this is Bill that lives in Oregon, uh, but I work in Montana. And the way it should be is it should be you walk in and show your ID when you and do your vote because that's the only way to prevent fraud match the person with the face the signature thing sucks because my signature doesn't match all the time it's different so there's a good chance my ballot could be rejected just because it's a little off i'm just saying it should be walk in show your id and that's how you should vote no matter what i Across completely the board, agree all 50 states yep i i completely agree um I mean, this is, here's the problem, is that this is a constitutional power that should be reserved to the states and not from the federal government. The last thing we want is a leftist regime like Joe Biden's or Barack Obama's to be running all of our state's elections. You know, they're proposing that. That's a very dangerous thing. 
And I wholeheartedly agree with you. It, you know, all of vote by mail should be done away. We should go back to the polls. You should have to show who you are and prove it. That way there can be no fraud. Now, has there been ballot stuffing in the years even when that happened? Yes. There had been, but it is far less and far less sophisticated. And by then, you can have a much greater handle on technology so that we don't yeah. have the worries about votes being changed uh, inside computers. Correct. Well, God bless. You guys take care. Thanks, Bill. Be safe out there. Great to hear from you, as always. Friends, I want to remind you that if you haven't been very comfortable because of the cool temperatures. You need to go see Freedom Heating and Air. In fact, just give them a call. They'll come out to your home or your business, assess whatever's going on, and they'll get it fixed. It's what they do really well, especially if your system has quit working when you needed it the most. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. What do you think of Bernie Sanders? Would be well over 80 not ruling out a 2024 campaign. The old rich white people running in the party that is supposed to be the opposite of that. Back in a moment, 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 10 minutes to the top of the hour. Yes, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. If you call in this last segment, I will do my best to get you on the air, and we'll get to the phones it just briefly you can also send an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news, like the one I got from Dale. It said, in Oregon, when the ballot harvesters steam open the ballots, they just have to cross off the vote and remark it. There should be a working camera on every drop box, no matter where it's at. I completely agree. And because there are working cameras, that's how the Gateway Pundit and Catherine Engelbrecht and others have this new documentary coming out, Two thousand uh what's it called it's called 2000 uh mules i think it is uh yeah it's two it's an upcoming movie 2000 mules movie for 2000 documented ballot harvesters throwing stuff in the boxes because they've harvested them at the door and shamia fagan Oregon Secretary of State was a huge benefit, benefactor rather, of the unions. Says you shouldn't trust that. Yet she's doing nothing to stop the very unions who supported her from doing it because they're the biggest ones who do. Yep. Hey, by the way, um, if you're looking to buy or sell your home, you should talk to Rebecca Donaldson. She's really good at buying and selling homes. And that helps you, especially in a real estate market that's ever changing. 
She won best of the Willamette Valley because she's really good at what she does. So if you want a very good real estate agent to help you find a new home or maybe sell yours, give her a call. 503-269-0747 or check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Rebeccasgothouses.com. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Good to hear from you. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Uh, you was talking about the pilots having heart attacks and stuff. Uh, and that, of course, is why we're having a lot of cancellations of flights. And quite frankly, I wouldn't get on a plane to save your soul because of the vaccine mandate and how it affects these pilots. But I also wanted to mention yesterday on the news, three sailors were found dead, one on board of the ship, and two were off the ship, but they were found dead. Now, Mm. how often does that happen, Jeff? It'll be interesting to find out what exactly happened, but these pilots are having heart attacks, and I believe that these military people, too, are being affected by the vaccine. They're young, the myocarditis, the blood clots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I would not be surprised uh, if that's what happened, is happening to these pilots and what's happening, uh, what happened to these three sailors. But I was on the local news about the sailors. It was. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that, but then I don't watch a lot of local news. Uh, and this was just, these are U.S. sailors, uh, sailors uh, nationwide, this happened? Uh, it, it, it was from one ship. Uh, that one actually just from one died ship. on board the wow. ship. They, yeah. One was actually on the ship, and the two others were off the ship. But they were found dead, Jeff. Wow, that is um, that is stunning to hear. Well, I mean, it's just another anecdotal story. I'm looking, and by the way, Art, thank you for that. Didn't know that. Uh, and it is probably by the um, mathematical probabilities, that is probably stunningly high that that could happen from one ship at the same time. That's why this this is a real issue that needs to be looked into the epoch times by the way has a an exclusive april 21st video with dr ryan cole about the spike protein fallouts i talked a little bit about that yesterday the spike protein in these vaccines that are causing all kinds of problems 503-589-1220 is a power of buick gmc talk i got a great email from terry i'll read that in a moment also i want to remind you that if you are looking for a contractor that you can trust come in your home and do great work like a kitchen or a bathroom remodel and not make your life miserable in the process you should check out righteous renovations that's eric azer's company RighteousRenovations.com is the website where you can see some of the great pictures before and after projects that they've done. And more importantly, just read the comments of very satisfied customers. RighteousRenovations.com. Just have confidence that when you hire them, they're going to do it right. 
and you're going to like the results. RighteousRenovations.com. Regarding voter registration, Terry writes this. You need zero ID to register to vote in Oregon. All you need is a signature. I stopped by a bank to get a registration form to register to vote. I asked what ID I needed when I returned the form. They said, you need nothing, just a signature. Wow. Now, I got to tell you, if the legislature would allow us to do forensic audits in voter registrations as to where whether people who are actually registered to vote in Oregon are legally able to be registered to vote? Do they really live here? If they live out of state, they're still allowed to vote. Now, why is that? Because Oregon law says, well, if they consider Oregon to still be their home, it's okay that they vote from out of state. Now, that's fine if you're a military member and you're um, – you're, you're being based in a foreign country or another state, but Oregon's your home, and you're going to come back here. But should that apply to everybody? Should you have to be an actual resident of this state? Should you actually be an actual citizen of the United States? You see, it was very misleading what the Secretary of State has in the voters' pamphlet. You do not need to show proof of citizenship. Citizenship defined in Oregon law is not U.S. citizenship or Oregon. It is only are you a so-called Oregon resident. And even then, you can scam that. Thank you, Terry, for that sad reality. You don't even need ID to vote at all in Oregon, just a signature. Now, that's at DMV, where you supposedly have to show your citizenship for Oregon Motor Voter. But to register to vote, this is a separate thing, to register to vote at a place like a bank, just like Terry talked about, all you need to do is to sign it. You don't need to show anybody your ID. By the way, how do you show people ID online? Because you can register to vote online in Oregon. You see, the more they hide this stuff, the more the Democrat-controlled legislature passes laws to restrict our ability to look at the true integrity of the voter registration base, the more you should be suspect. Back tomorrow for Freedom Friday, Paige Clarkson, the Marion County DA, will be joining us. Oh, yeah,